Hello, Acres of Diamonds audience. I am Scott Gibbs here with co-founders of Acres of Diamonds, DJ Ligori and DJ's close friend, Mike Chase. And Mike Chase is going to talk to us about mental toughness today, specifically in a sport that he is pursuing right now and what it takes to be elite in that sport. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it because I I think uh, we're, I'm going to learn a lot and maybe I'll leave here a little more mentally tough or at least know what mentally tough looks like and feels like and sounds like. So I'm excited. DJ, um, give me a little background or give us a little background. What are we going to be talking about today? What, uh, what makes Mike interesting for us? It's what makes Mike interesting. And that's a, that's a great question. You can ask anybody, but um, so Mike and I met each other in college. We both played football together at, at Fisher and uh, I always really respected his work ethic. I always thought um, that he cared about, you know, his teammates and uh, the product that he put on the field and uh, the product that he also produced off the field. You know, I, I was lucky enough to lift with him a bunch in the weight room, um, which I'm assuming led into, you know, the sport that he is, he has fallen in, in love with uh, a little bit. So um, I was kind of following him a little bit uh, post-college or post-college uh, once we had both graduated and I noticed he gotten involved with bodybuilding and he was looking absolutely shredded out of his mind. And uh, I, I take notice at that stuff. And, uh, and I try to reach out to people who have, um, who have, uh, you know, that, that mental or that physical edge. And, and I saw Mike and I was like, we got to get this guy on a podcast or something. And uh, so Mike, the first question that, that I had that I think uh, a lot of people are, would be curious about is how did you actually get into um, bodybuilding like like where did where did it come about um right right yeah so I mean I got asked that you know for my family and everything too so um but so basically you know through football you know year round we're always in the weight room you know doing bench clean squat you know all year so we're always lifting weights trying to get bigger and better faster stronger so um I think kind of that attitude of just you know be, being raised being around that grind kind of carried over and then uh once I once I finished my college football career I just I just couldn't stop I had been addicted to you know every morning you know wake up and head to the weight room so I think it kind of carried over and uh and uh bodybuilding kind of allowed me to to continue that that habit that I was so ingrained in Mm -hmm. um and uh fortunately I was actually approached by by uh by my coach at my gym and he had asked me, he was like, hey, man, like, I see you in here uh, every morning. Like, uh, would this be something that you might be interested in? He was like, uh, you can work out, you know, very similar to what you are. We adjust your diet a little bit and uh, we can have you looking, looking the best that you ever that you ever looked so far. And uh, it just got me very interested. In, and, you know, I'm addicted to the grind. So I, it was it was not much for me to, to jump in and, and get get going with it. So. That's, now, is the lifting different? Is it a different type of lifting than what it was during football? Um, yeah, it's a lot more focused on, you know, you focus more on the muscle contraction and you focus more on, you know, you know, squeezing the muscle and really targeting um, very, very tiny, tiny spots that we're in football, you know, we're cleaning, we're trying to move weight, you know, yeah. um, we're trying to get stronger, really, whereas um, we're focused on performance in football. And in bodybuilding, it's more on focusing on the muscle itself. So um, it's more of an art than a sport, how I think about it. So it, it, it's cool. It, 
it's different, but it's very similar in some senses. <laughs> Mike, Mike, as a result, as a result of, uh, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, that just the way you just said it, as a result of right. learning um, what you had to do, have you become an expert in anatomy <laughs> at some level, right? Because you probably have muscles now that you didn't know you had. Um, yeah, and I think uh, it was all, it, that's also interesting because uh, I was actually a biology major at Fisher, so I did have some background in anatomy and physiology and how the body moves a little bit and stuff, so um, that was kind of some, some neat background to have, but um, definitely as I got closer and closer to that, that competition that I was training for, I started to see, you know, different, different parts, different muscles that you, you never seen before, and I think uh, that that was very uh, that was very uh, addicting and, and and exciting to see. I think that's awesome. Cool. So you became smarter, so the, yeah. the, you became smarter with your body. Your you know the way your body looked, essentially, and how to train it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, you you start to you start to feel feel muscles you might never not have felt before, and yeah, yeah. now more in tune with yourself. Yeah, you kind of become yeah you become more more one with yourself, but. Um, off camera, you mentioned there were uh, those three classes um, in the in the competition that you were you were training for. What were those classes again? Right, right. So there's uh, men's physique, and then there's classic physique, and then bodybuilding. Um, so those are the three three different class uh, three different classes that um, are judged usually in competition. Okay. And which one were you a part of? Um, so I was I was going to do the men's physique class. Okay. Mm hmm. Gotcha. So no bodybuilding. So no no bodybuilding. I guess uh, my coach didn't see uh, didn't see huge huge twenty five inch biceps on me apparently. So <laughs> what is so what is the then what is the men's physique? I mean, what's that entail? What are you what are you looking to get done? Right. So the difference uh, the differences in classes is based on uh, what the judges are looking for um, in terms of you know what your body looks like basically. So. Um, so in men's physique, there's four different poses. So you do a front pose and you do a side pose from each side. And then they look at a back pose. Um, and so really what they're looking for is um, symmetry. So, um, you know, they want to make sure that everything is in line. You want to look physically uh, appealing to the eye um, is the main focus on in the men's physique one. It's all about uh, aesthetics. Um, and having deep cuts, having good lines. So um, it's, it's all about, that's why I consider it an art really is because that's what they're looking for. They're judging you on everything. Yeah, it really is an art. The more you, you kind of actually think about it. I the mean, more you think about it, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like, I mean, you think of like sculpture or like pottery. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, you're sculpting your, your body, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Now, um, I just kind of randomly thought of this. Did uh, due to the COVID stuff, how have your how have your lifting, how's the lifting been going and everything? You've been getting creative with it, right? Yeah. So actually, um, when the whole COVID gyms closing down situation happened, I was about uh, two weeks out from my competition, and gyms closed down. The competition got got uh, canceled, and then I was kind of like, all right, what do I do now? So for a while, um, I was just kind of doing, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, workouts, you know, trying to stay fit. I wasn't really sure how long everything was going to be, you know, everything was so uncertain. Um, 
and uh, eventually I ended up finding some weights. And then uh, I think I think you saw one of the pictures that that I had uh, I had put up of. I had rigged up some little bench press with some with some raggedy old weights that I had found, and uh, um, it's really just been finding ways to get it done since since the gyms have been closed. And now now the reason I asked that was because I saw today on your Instagram the last video, Scott. If you get a second. Follow Mike and then go watch this last video. It is awesome. It is, it's exactly like, I almost wanted to like repost the video onto this podcast if we can. Um, but it's basically Mike just lifting things that he finds. I mean, he's doing lunges. He's doing <laughs> rows, rows with like, um, with baskets full of like weight. I mean, it's honestly, I watched it and I was like, this is freaking awesome. Like, you know, we had, I mean, we, we've had podcasts where we talked about the gyms calls before with our good buddy Tyler Farrell who's big into fitness as well. And, you know, we talked about how when these gyms closed, we somehow had to adapt. We somehow had to learn, all right, we don't know how long it's going to be until these gyms open. So we have to somehow figure it out. And when I saw that, I was like, Mike figured this out. He, he, he absolutely nailed this on the head. So it's absolutely awesome. So I, I love that. But, um, but the, the other thing I was thinking of, we talked a little bit about this before, kind of like the three areas. Um, you had kind of like your nutrition, your actual workouts, and then kind of like the mental side. Um, how did like the nutrition kind of change from, I mean, you could say like college to, to post-college? Because I think, you know, I've heard all the time that, um, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. The, the, you know, what you put in is really the, the most important uh, piece to the, that workout. Um, so I'm curious about your nutrition standpoint. Um, right. So, so actually, um, this whole, the whole bodybuilding experience was, was just very, very mind opening for me about nutrition, because, you know, before we were always told, you know, you need a source of carbs and protein after you work out, you know, you need to drink water, you know, you need this amount of sleep. Um, but I think being introduced into this field of, into this world of bodybuilding, um, every every little thing was measured out you know every single day at you know 6 30 a.m i had to have you know a cup of egg whites and 300 grams of sweet potatoes and it was like that every single day so um i think i think this just kind of kind of put the microscope on everything and and it was like yeah you need you need you need carbs and protein before and after you work out but then this is like all right how much exactly do I need, you know, weighing it out every day and, and adjusting it based on, you know, how you want to look. And um, so the nutrition, uh, it, it was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a very big learning experience for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, Has that been the hardest adjustment? Um, I think so. Definitely. Um, um, um. And it's kind of nice uh, because, uh, because the foods are, 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 are all um, very similar. Um, very so similar. So you eat chicken breast, brown rice, um, sweet potatoes, and a protein shake is basically the four things that you eat while you're on this diet. So um, it's very bland, but um, it, it, it tests you for sure. It tests the mind. Yeah, that's, I think that's got to be probably, you know, if you were to ask, if we were to ask, you know, what's what's the bigger mental obstacle to get over, you know, not eating pizza or I'm assuming you don't know, drinking is out of, out of the, the question as well. Um, you know, all of these, the sugars, the fats that are, are bad, 
is that harder to basically take out of your diet or is it harder to actually do the workouts that, that you need to actually do? Um, I think for me, it was, it was definitely the nutrition because, you know, the workout is, you know, 60 to 90 minutes a day. And, you know, you go in, you do your thing, sweat a bunch and you're done. Um, but the, the nutrition is, you know, you got to wake up early to cook all your meals for the day. And then you got to find time to eat them, you know, during work and you got to fight hunger all day and you know you still got to try to live a somewhat normal life while while you're on this very restricted diet um and so it is it's definitely tough um but i think the rewards come from from seeing you know seeing the way that you start to transform and and uh and you know it's just one one of the three parts one of the three parts that that ties into it you know yeah. Mm. You ever craving like a pizza or anything? Uh, yeah, I, I, it was, uh, so I did like a, I did like a 10 week prep or whatever. And I think I went like six weeks strong and, uh, really? and the coach, the coach was like, all right, Mike, it's time. You're going, you're going to get pizza tonight. I was like, oh. <laughs> and you know, I, I ate so much pizza and then I got, I, I was, I felt so sick like the next day. And then uh, it w it wasn't the next day because I was I still felt sick from the night before. But like two days later, I was like, that pizza tastes really good again, right about now, you know. <laughs> that is awesome. Mm -hmm. So but, so uh, you stayed your body your body felt bad for one day or two days. Um. So it so it felt bad for one day, and then my body it it's it, it you because it wasn't used to getting all that all those, you know, all, everything that's in the pizza. So I actually felt really, really good. Like two days later, like I had so much more energy because I had all that pizza. So, um, it was really cool to see how like my body used it and like my metabolism and everything. So, wow. Yeah. Well, most, most people, I mean, most people are never going to do what you're setting out to do. Right. And for someone like me, that's, not quite as mentally tough as you to do something like that. Do you have any words of wisdom or insights of how to kind of ease into a more regimented diet? Um, I would say maybe uh, a lot of people say writing things down helps. So, um, so write down the diet. So you could say, you know, for breakfast, I'm either going to have, you know, two eggs and some egg whites or this. So write it down every day. So, so you kind of have it as an option. Um, another thing that, that I find easy is cooking everything beforehand and bringing it with you. So like, if you have a long day ahead of you and you, you, uh, you want to stay strict to your diet, cook everything at, ahead of hand. So you just, you just eat what you make and you don't, you don't have to stray from that. You're like, all right, I'm just eating what I make. So um that kind of helps me just kind of stay focused on it and not my mind doesn't drift and start to crave because it's like all right i have this to eat and that's what i'm eating so well what, besides the nutrition what, was there any negative impact to social circles family circles any i mean it seems like a pretty committed disciplined regimented thou shalt do this, thou shalt do that, thou can't do this, thou can't do that. I mean, what, what does that lead into? 
Right. Yeah. So it it definitely is very strict. You know, you need you need your your meals, your sleep, your workouts, everything. Um, but you know, there's definitely there's definitely always time for 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 family and friends. You know, um, like I said, it is very strict, but you do also also need to, that sense of hu- that sense of human in you, so you don't go completely insane. You know. Um, so that's why, you know, that's why you do get that, that pizza every once in a while, or you do get that night, that night out. So, um, I think it is, it is very important to, to, to include that balance as well. DJ, how, how, DJ, how militant have you, have you ever been with your, with your eating? Um, I, I think I'm pretty good with it. I honestly, I honestly am very, uh, I'm very conscious of um, what I put into my body. And I, you know, I, I've tried the plant-based diet before. Um, and I'm curious, actually, if Mike has any thoughts on that, uh, the plant-based diet. And uh, before I was doing the plant-based diet, I did the meat diet. <laughs> so eventually what I ended up doing is kind of mixing both the plant-based diet and the meat diet. Um, and I, what I've found is, is the more regiment I am to um, – the nutrition in the food that I put into my body, the more apt I am to um, physically work out. And I, I've, you know, we've talked about kind of that mind body connection. Uh, there, there's a good feeling that you get after you eat a good meal when you could have easily not e- eaten something that wasn't as healthy. Um, Cause then you're propelled a little bit more to maybe work out harder that next day, or maybe wake up a little bit earlier, maybe go to bed a little bit uh, later or a little bit earlier as well. Um, so I think, uh, I think the, uh, you know, the food that I have, uh, that I choose to eat, you know, I'm hundred percent conscious of it. You know, I, I know if I eat a piece of pizza and I think we've talked about this before, I had eaten a piece of pizza and I kind of felt a little lazy and lackadaisical and then the next day I didn't work out. And it's like, all right, well, I ate the piece of pizza. Now what does it matter if I work out? Cause it's kind of like a negative one and then you get back to zero. So I think, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a complete, you know, multi, it's a, it's a relationship that is uh, correlated to each other um, with that mental nu- nutrition, as well as that physical stress that we put on our body. So I would say I do pretty good with it. What about you? <laughs> what about you? How do I you, had, how do you do I had a whole right? pizza for lunch. How's that? <laughs> well, as long as it was a gluten-free veggie and, you know, plant-based pizza, then I, it should be all right. But it was one of those non-pizzas from uh, Wegmans and the prepared foods. 1,060 calories, I think, for the whole pizza, or 960 calories or something. Oh, my. Mike, actually, how many calories do you eat a day, typically, um, to, uh, to grow muscle and grow mass? Um, to grow? To grow, it's, yeah. it's got to be probably somewhere between usually like 3,500, probably 3,500 calories. Okay. So how many, what would you uh, take maybe, in? Maybe more than what that. would you take in for training? Um, like when you're trying, like what, when I'm trying to cut down. I think when I was trying to cut down, it was around like twenty two hundred or something, something like that. Yeah. So how what? How big are you? How tall? How heavy? Um. So usually I walk around about uh, like five ten. Usually, buck eighty, buck seventy five, something like that. Yeah. Then for no, comp- competition, what would you be? Oh, uh, I would I would drop down like to uh, one sixty five, I think, for that. Wow, that's where I got down to. Um, you, which, you could probably feel it almost like 
I mean, you can feel your body just probably tightening up, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, like, and you wake up and you feel it and you feel weak. You feel brittle. Um, yeah. But it's all about uh, it's all about about how you look, you know, how you look on the stage. So you can't you can't walk around all year looking shredded like that, you know, at three percent <laughs> body fat. You can't do that. But um, for for that one day, you, you can, you know. So when when I turn, like, what, 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 when I when I turned fifty, I had a bet with a friend that I would be under uh, two hundred and ten pounds when I turned fifty. Or no, two oh five, whatever, whatever it was, and I, yeah, two oh five, and I was uh, I was twelve or thirteen pounds over two oh five, twenty four hours ahead of, ahead of the weigh in. Uh-huh. So I took dandelion root, <laughs> potassium, and I did a super high super dehydration st- strategy, where I I freaking laid in a bathtub of boiling hot water with just my face sticking out. And I would do it in 10 minute stints. And I did that over the, so I did it eight, like eight times in 12 hours. And I got, got down to 203 pounds. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Holy Not, cow. But so I, I felt completely weak. The person, Coach Prince came over, Todd came yeah. over DJ to uh, verify the weigh in at like seven that morning. Yeah. And he said, I could hardly talk. Oh, I can't, you were probably, you, so you lost like 12 to 13 pounds in 24 hours, essentially? 12 hours, 12 hours. 12 hours. <laughs> Holy cow, you should teach a weight loss program. <laughs> no, I, did, I took it, you know who Tim Ferriss is? Tim Ferriss is, uh, he's the I mean, author of the four hour work week and all these things. So yeah. he's, he studies how elite performers do things, right? Mm-hmm. So he learned that in certain uh, fighting circles, people would, weigh in at like 160 pounds because they did they went through super dehydration ahead of times and then their fight would be 24 or 36 hours later and they'd put on 30 pounds of water weight in mm-hmm. 24 to 36 hours he said yeah. it was crazy so you could get in there and all and the rules were if you just push them out of the ring you win yeah so he'd be 30 pounds heavier than everybody just push them out just push them out holy cow it's the human body is I once, uh, I, I thought of this question, I think I asked somebody, I said, what do you think is more fascinating, the human body or planet Earth? And I think more often than not, I think people said the, uh, the human body was. Um, just what it, it's capable of, how it repairs itself. How it repairs. Um, you know, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And I think, uh, Mike, I wanted to, to get your get an answer about, you know, mental toughness. We, we talked about this in the beginning a little bit. Um, you know, I have, uh, I've, I've woken up at, at 4.30 a.m. for about probably two to three months now. And there's some days where I wake up and I'm sitting there in my warm bed and I just kind of want to snuggle back in. And it's like, you know, why, why do we do this? Why do we torture ourselves? And, and I was actually listening to a podcast and it said that, you know, lifting and um really good clean nutrition it's voluntary suffering we're voluntarily making ourselves suffer a little bit because we can sleep in if we want to and we can eat shit and eat whatever we want it's it's up to us we are the ones who have to make that decision so from a mental toughness standpoint you know how do you keep 
pushing through workouts, pushing through your nutrition, your, your sleep schedule, um, you know, your water intake, all of that stuff. Right, right. I mean, and, and it's tough, you know, it sounds like it's such a grueling, grueling, you know, process too. It's like, how could anyone enjoy any of this, you know? And uh, I think it's all just, you know, about, about looking for finding small things to look forward to, you know? Um, if, if you're on a very restricted diet, you know, you got to look forward to that, that one meal that you do get that, that little bit that you do get, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's all about just, you know, staying, staying on the positive side of things. Um, you know, sometimes when, when you get up at four, four thirty before the world is awake, you know, it, it kind of gives you a sense of peace and everything too. It kind of gives you a sense of, of drive and, and it's like, it's, 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 it's your time, you know, it, it might be. Uh, sort of therapy relaxation so um i think i think kind of you know focusing less on on the physical on the physical side of things you know how physical how physically hurt your body might feel or how sore you might be or how hungry you might be um and and kind of focusing on more of you know oh i'm doing this to you know shape shape my body i'm doing this to you know get my mind to a better place um, and really, really maybe focus on the reason. Um, I think that that can help maybe switch someone's mindset a little bit um, or just help them get through a, through a bad day where they don't want to do, where they don't want to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just focus on the little things. The little things. Yeah. Because last week we, uh, we did a, a podcast about focusing on the little details of life. Mm -hmm. And know focusing on um we, we were breaking things down into smaller pieces and i think scott you had mentioned about how you know when we have these year or two year projects it's much better to you know focus on these small areas so you know from mike's standpoint if i'm training for a competition in six months i'm going to focus on just today and i'm going to focus on just this workout and i'm going to focus on just this rep and i'm going to focus on just this second of, of you know what i need to do in order to get to that larger picture so I think that's a, uh, you know, mental toughness Mike, is something that we constantly, we ask all the time, what's physical toughness. And it, we personally think it's, it's non-existent really, because, you know, I mean, if you think about doing a bicep curl, your mind has to tell your bicep to contract and, and pull up things like that. So, you know, we're curious, I'm curious, do you have a, uh, any, you know, do you have a judgment on physical toughness? Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, physical toughness. Yeah, you definitely have to be if you're putting your body through, you know, it's breaking down and repairing every day, you know, you definitely have to be be physically tough um, for that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I think, you know, obviously a background background in sports has, has helped has helped with that. So um, well, I wanted to touch on that, that every little every little detail um, comment <laughs> a little bit. Um, so actually me and my mom were talking the other day about this and, uh, with, with everything going on right now, we were kind of saying how, you know, everyone's looking for this big change, the big solution. And, uh, and you know, we were, we kind of always said the world doesn't need one superhero. It needs a bunch of little heroes, you know, it doesn't need one person to save the day. It needs, every, it needs everyone holding the door saying how you doing to each other, you know, and and uh, I think that's kind of a good mindset to have. You know, you don't need to do one big, one big workout to 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 get to where you want to be. You know, you don't have to eat one 
one healthy meal to get where you want to be. You know, it, it takes little day, everyday little, little things, you know, and I think that's a good, that's a good mindset to have. Not, not even in bodybuilding or whatever, but in life too. So. Wow. Yeah. Completely agree with that. That was a little philosophical right there, Michael. That was very good. <laughs> got me thinking. Got got me thinking. <laughs> Did you say you were talking to your mom about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just talking talking on the phone the other day. Yeah, it's funny. I had breakfast with my parents today, and we, we actually got into that discussion, too. Like, we were talking about leadership in the country in general and how, uh, you know, we're struggling. Especially we're right really now, We're really struggling. Right? And, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I agree with what you said. I think it's going to come down to, look, I'll take care of me for you and you take care of you for me. Mm -hmm. A guy, Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N used to say that. And his point was, look, everybody take care of themselves. Everybody hold the door open for each other. Everybody do what they're supposed to do and quit pointing the finger at other people. And amazingly, things will start to turn around for us. Mm -hmm. Right? Do the right things at the right time for the right reasons. Hundred percent, agree with that. I, I actually now, you know, to both Mike and Scott, your point. I listened to a podcast this morning, and the podcast was called Plus One. And basically, what it was explaining was: imagine if every day you had a plus one, meaning that every day you got a, the smallest amount you could possibly do to get better. You actually got better at. Um, and so then the. Uh, I watched a video of the podcast and they held up a, a calendar and it basically had plus one on every single day. And it said, all right, so in one month you would have plus 30 then. And they said, now imagine in two months you'd have plus 60. And they did this for a whole year. And they said, after one year of just thinking like, you know, kind of the stuff that we're talking about, mental toughness, getting past the grind, breaking things down into smaller increments, you'd have 365 plus ones. So you would have gotten better. And so it was, it, you know, it just hit to that point of, you know, where life is a giant picture. It's, it's a giant movie. And, you know, sometimes you're a bodybuilder, sometimes you're a life coach, a teacher, a nurse. And in order to, you know, paint and create this, this movie or this picture, we have to break it down into these small plus one in these small days. And, you know, to Mike's point, we don't need one superhero. We just need millions of, of little heroes. <laughs> So, Mike, I, I, I really, uh, DJ, I think that's good to leave, leave on that. That was uh, very philosophical. What a great, uh, what a key, great key principle, right? If you did, if everybody did that, mm -hmm. everybody's life would be better, Every individually second. and as a, as a country, right? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Very well said, Mike Chase. It was a real pleasure getting to know you today. DJ, thanks. What a great recommendation. And yes, that is you. podcast number 22, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. See you, Mike. See you.